now that I saw everybody ate their cinnamon roll, which is good. Uh, I, uh, you know, yesterday we had our football banquet. Um, those banquets are always exciting, but also sad at the same time. Um, we said um, bye to 21 seniors and uh, said bye to some good football players and some really fine young men um, that I believe 100% have set the foundation uh, for our program and uh, really have uh, done a lot and bought into what we ask. I really, really appreciate those young men. Uh, and so we're hey, ready to get work and start on the future. We had a uh, team meeting this morning and uh, the guys are in the weight room right now as we speak. I just left the weight room with them and uh, we're working for the 2015 season today. So we're uh, excited about the future and, and keep pushing along. We uh, named Nelson Spruce, was named the uh, most valuable player. I think everybody would have thought that. And uh, you know he shattered a, a bunch of records and he'll be back next year and he'll um, end up holding uh, probably every CU receiving record there is and a lot of Pac-12 receiving records. And um, he, I look forward to seeing the uh, all-conference uh, come out. I, I definitely expect him to be a first-team all-conference player. Kenneth Ogilvode was named the defensive player of the year. Uh, um, Seth Folufa was named the offensive player of the year, and he broke a bunch of records. Um, and also, uh, Darrell Neal was um, named the special teams player of the year. Ryan Severson won our um, non-specialist kind of defense, um, special teams player of the year. He plays on four teams and had a good year doing that. Um, and uh, uh, Derek McCartney and Shea Field. Derek McCartney won the freshman of the year, and Shea Fields won the freshman of the year on offense. Derek McCartney on defense. So um, we had other awards that were given out, and a lot of young men um, deserved them. Um, so that was how that wrapped up. And now we're getting ready for the for the next season. It's already here on us. Um, actually went out last night, right after the um, I was at houses last night recruiting. So it's already that's already began. And I'll, as soon as I leave here, I'm heading out again. So uh, it's that time of the year. Exciting time. So I'll take any questions at this time. Coach, what kind of evaluation process as a head coach do you go through once the season ends when you kind of look back on the previous season? Um, what we'll do is right now we're all the coaches are everywhere. So we don't really have time at this point to look at the season. We'll look at the season December 15th when it's dead period for recruiting. So we'll spend that whole seven to eight days leading right up to Christmas of evaluating the season. We, um, our graduate assistants in quality control are breaking the season down for all the different things we want individually, schematically, all those different things. And so when we get back on the 15th, we'll dive into that hard. We'll look at our pros and our cons. We'll look at different things we need to fix. Um, sit, we'll talk um, deeply about um, position players and different things we want to do, how to utilize guys better, how to evaluate. So we'll go an extensive process for um, you know, seven to eight days there before we have a few days off for Christmas and then we'll crank it back up after Christmas and we'll start looking at what we want to do and start looking at um, you know, other uh, ideas. You know, last year offensively, um, we studied, I had them study extremely hard, what I call run action pass, um, which we put in our offense this year where we're reading the run and throwing the passes and doing all that type of thing that a lot of teams were doing. That tremendously helped our offense as a whole that was the basis of our offense this year, and that's why it took off. Um, and uh, that was something I wanted to do that Brian Lingren and them bought into hard and uh, really studied and, and really helped develop our offense and took it to another level, especially in the running game. So we were always able to get a good run most of the time or we could get a little short pass. 
and uh, that helped us a lot. So that's one of the things we added. We'll do some, we'll tweak some things on offense. We'll um, do a lot of fixing on defense and uh, keep moving forward. Coach, how far along are you in recruiting, and are you further along this year than the previous two classes? And how many scholarships? Right. Are you, you know, we've had one and a half classes since I've been here because the first year, you know, we, I got here and there was no. We had three weeks to recruit, um, and there were some guys committed. Um, and we went and found some other guys, which was good. And a lot of those guys have ended up being very good players. Last year was our first full year of recruiting. Um, we were able to redshirt some of those young men. And I feel like, yes, we're farther ahead this year than we were last year because um, we were able to get on juniors the year before, and now we're ahead. We're kind of being ahead on sophomores, juniors. You kind of get ahead of that, um, the curve, so to speak. I feel good about what we're doing. And uh, um, we uh, hopefully have – um, some kids coming in here in January that we're excited about too. So we've got a lot of things that we're working on um, to help our team for starting spring practice and that type of thing. So we feel good about it. And uh, this is the time you just keep pushing and keep going. And, um, you know, there's a lot of things that pop up with all the different coaching changes. I got a couple phone calls last night because of coaching changes at 11 o'clock at night from kids. So there's all kind of things that happen. Numbers-wise, are you, you know, about at capacity with, with this class? Uh, it, it all depends. Um, that's always a fluctuating thing. You know, you don't, not exact. Uh, you know, we had two young men, um, two seniors that came to me last week, um, Brad Cotner and Mark Musto, who came to me last week and decided to forego their fifth year. They're going to go ahead and graduate. So those type of things happen. Um, they're young men who've done a lot, but they've been continuously hurt here. And um, so that gives you two more scholarship numbers that we weren't thinking we'd have. Um, so there's issues like that that come about from time to time. Mike, what uh, positions are you kind of addressing in that? Well, we're addressing a little bit of everything, um, but I feel like we need to get a couple more secondary guys, uh, a couple more receivers running back, um, and, uh, you know, uh, looking in the linebacker area. Um, so we're kind of hitting, hitting all those areas. You know, you have certain numbers at each area, though. You know, when you say that, you might, it might be two at that position because that's the numbers you have at that position. You know, we have some kids that, you know, hopefully Jared Bell, it looks like for sure he'll be able to come back. That hasn't been okayed, but we think it will be. If something happened where a glitch came in that, you would sign another DB. So there's, that's what I'm saying. It's always kind of fluctuating. There's not just a set number. Um, but uh, I'm excited about what's going on recruiting. Our staff does an excellent job. We, you know, we did a lot of that this summer when we went, did all those camps. I mean, our guys worked extremely. You know, we didn't, work, we didn't have a day off in June. We worked extremely hard because that's a lifeline, and we feel like we found a lot of young men that are athletically and can fit what we want, and we've seen them, and um, that's a big key in making sure you don't make mistakes um, athletically. Coach, you, I think uh, the offensive improvement speaks for itself mm -hmm. this year. You mentioned you're going to have to do a lot of fixing on defense. Yep. Where do you start, and where, you know, where do you need to make the biggest improvements on defense? Well, I think one of the things that will help us on defense is we played a lot of guys. <laughs> so I feel like we're in, you know, in the secondary area, I feel like we're going to have more depth and more experience. We've got a lot of guys coming back that I think can do some things. I think they'll play better. Um, you know, we've got, um, we've got to get bigger in, um, at our defensive end area. Those kids, got to, they played a lot, but they've got to, get, they've got to put on 10 to 15 pounds. They've got to, get, they've got to go from benching you know, 280 to 300 to benching 350 to 400. You know, that type of process we've got to make athletically. Um, and then defensively, we've got to keep look, working at our scheme, keep looking at what um, things hurt us, things that happened. Um, was it schematically? 
as we look back through the season, or was it mistakes, or did we not teach it well enough, or um, experience? You know, we had a couple plays hit us Saturday that had hit us before that we kept working on, but a lot of the kids that were new hadn't had that happen to them in a game where the other guys had, and we've been practicing and working on it. So, uh, you know, that's a process we've got to look at, and, and schematically, our is everything we're doing the best for the Pac-12? Um, and uh, some of it is, some of it might not be. And that's what we've got to, as we go back and look at it and then look at other teams, uh, the offenses in the Pac-12, we'll study that again, you know, and, and just kind of look and, and see things that could fit that the best. Coach, uh, <clears throat> I'm sure you say you won't do a lot of evaluating until starting on December 15th about your current season gone past. But each week, I'm sure you've looked back at tape oh, and yeah. your stuff, so you've had an idea. Um, when you look at Sefo and he's had ups and downs this year, is he still the quarterback you believe going forward that can take this program where it wants to go? Yes, I do. I definitely think he can. Um, you know, he's broke a lot of records, done, done a lot of great things, and I think as as the team around him gets better, especially if we as we get better on defense, it doesn't put as much pressure on him. Um, you know, to always having to be making plays, always having to go score. Um, you know, in our league though. A lot of games are still going to be like that because the league's so good. But you'd like to be in opportunities where we can run the ball, be a little safer with the football, not have to be as aggressive um, because we're up a couple scores or we're stuffing the team or we get, you know, very, very disappointed. Um, we've got to find a way to cause more turnovers. Um, and that's very disappointing. That's probably the most disappointing thing to me this year um, defensively. And we've got to. And we've got to look at that. And I do think us getting bigger and stronger will help that. Um, but I also think that we've got to find some things that we've got to coach better and do better to, to be able to help that happen. So that gives him an easier field to score on. We score on defense. We do some things like that. It kind of changes the dynamics. Um, and I think that will ease our way of not always having to be as aggressive offensively, which makes it tough on a quarterback. Mike, uh Fans look at those recruiting sites and they say, you know, there's not a lot of four stars or well, we've got some stars. Uh, what do you say about uh, your ability to find diamonds in the rough, find uncover guys? Yeah, and, we'll and, we'll and find. Is it difficult right now to get a five star guy to, to visit type of thing? Uh, I don't know. We, we're working at it as hard as we can. You know, there's guys out there that are very interested in us and uh, guys that I think are really good football players. Um, and uh, you know, I. I just I really don't ever look at a star until I you know, they say like I said you say you, you see it, um, but when I'm watching the film I don't go look at the stars. We, we look at all of them and it's amazing how we we'll go through and watch guys and and other guys will too other schools and you'll see people at a rank time you'll go well then he's not even going anywhere, you know after as the process gets going, you know that's you know at the beginning of the process there are stars everywhere and it kind of changes um, and uh, um, so I, I think that. Uh, we uh, just recruit as hard as we can in the areas that we recruit, and then we also get, we go where we have contacts and that type of thing in other areas and just keep pushing it. But you're also looking at the, the character of the young man also at the same time, um, and that's important to us too. Um, and uh, and that, that want to be here at the University of Colorado and want to fit into our system and are excited about what's going on. So you just keep working. You know, the, the, the what happens is as you get enough good players here, enough guys committed, enough guys working, then you know the the W start take care of themselves, and uh, you know it's interesting. I was I laughed at it last year. I'll laugh at it again this year. Minnesota, they're they're winning and doing all kind of things. I, they didn't have a. I don't think they had anybody above a three star. I don't think. 
yeah. you know, and they still right. keep winning. They're beating everybody, and they do a good job. It's just a process and keep it going. Eventually, the more games you win, then you'll have more and more situations like that. Um, but I also heard Gary Patterson say last year, he said he's tired of – he's going to recruit the guys he's always recruited before because he felt like he got out of his realm, and, uh, and they dipped. And then he went back to his realm of recruiting the guys he thought fit TCU and that were hungry and had a chip on their shoulder, and I think you're seeing that change back. He said that about two years ago, I think, a year and a half ago. Coach, when you uh, were hired here, you were at one place, the program was at one place in terms of recruiting the state of Colorado. Where are you at now? Uh, we're, I think like we're doing a good job in the state of Colorado. Um, we're getting out everywhere. We've been to a bunch of games. We've been by a bunch of schools. We've um, went out hard in May. Um, we're out in schools today in Colorado, um, and uh, last night we were in homes in Colorado. So there's a, um, a very big emphasis on that. You know, just the population of the state makes it a little bit harder of having BCS numbers. Um, nothing knocking on that, just that's the way it works out. Um, that's why you see California and Texas and places that are more populated, um, the state of Florida having more players, there's more population. Um, so, uh, but I, I'm excited about what we're doing here, and there's a lot of good football players in this state, and um, so we're just keep combing and keep working at it. Coach, are you finding this is this program is getting any easier to sell, given the last two years, mm -hmm. or you know, is it kind of status quo in that area? No, I think it, I think that uh, now that we're out there in the Pac-12 more often, if that makes sense, out in that geographical area. I think it helps us because they know we're playing against them um, and they're going to play in those areas. I think also our new facilities um, and that type of thing and then us going around and being part of different satellite camps and all that type of thing. We're out there meeting more, more kids and meeting more parents and working with them. So I think that's helped a lot. Um, you know, it's, it's a, always a, a fine line there on um, recruiting. It's, it's a, it's a, Sometimes it's not always a perfect science. You're, you're talking about 17-year-old kids. Um, so you really try to dive in to find out as much as you can about them, besides just how fast they are and how big, how far they can jump and all that type of thing. You know, um, so it's, it's a, you're really trying to dive into that. And it's great when we get them on campus and they get around our kids. Um, that's our biggest selling point. Um, I know a lot of people say that, but I believe here, I, you know, I really talk to our kids hard about the kind of guys we want to bring in, and uh, so that's important to us. Mike, do you uh, anticipate any changes in your staff? Uh, no, I don't, but uh, in the world of college football, um, you know, things always um, seem to different jobs open, different people have different opportunities, um, and uh, so we'll see how all, that, how all that evolves. Last year, nobody on our, our staff left at that time, um, but uh, you never know um, on that side of it. Um, and because uh, I, I was an assistant coach at different times and had different opportunities, and you have to weigh them out. Um, but I do know that the, the guys like it here. They enjoy it here. They enjoy living in the Boulder area. They they felt very comfortable in the community. Um, you know, their families like it here, that type of thing. And so we'll just uh, see how all that unfolds. So obviously you're not anticipating making any changes yourself. Um, no. Coach, you, you kind of mentioned a little bit with the defensive lineman, but in this offseason, what do you guys need to do? What can be done in the offseason to take that next step? I mean, if they're in the weight room or anything like that, you guys need to do as a, as a team in general? Yes, they're, they're definitely. I feel like we're in excellent condition. 
I think that's one of the reasons we do a lot of things on our conditioning side of it. I think our team's to an excellent level of conditioning. I think that's why we're playing through the full games and having energy and all that throughout the whole game, mentally and physically. Uh, but we've got to get uh, we've got to get stronger, more powerful. You know, you can't see say bigger. Some of our guys are big enough; they got to reshape it a little bit more. But some of our guys do need to get bigger um, in, in different positions, and I think that'll help us uh, be more powerful. You know, run a tackle back into a quarterback, come off a block and knock a ball loose offensively, not dent the line a little bit better, be a little bit stronger, hold the line of scrimmage with the quarterback. He's not back in the guy's face. There's another foot there, and instead of the ball selling high and everybody's yelling at the quarterback where he couldn't follow through, they can't see that. You know, those type of things will make a big difference. And if that happens throughout our team, all of a sudden you're a little more efficient, you score a little bit more, you play a little bit better defense. Um, so all of those aspects, but we're, our, our goal uh, this offseason is to uh, get bigger and stronger. Now the bigger word there is, I mean, I don't want them all 350 pounds. Y'all understand what I'm saying, but there's some of the skill guys that need to go from 170 that need to be 180, 185, that different strength that make a big difference. There's uh, situations there along the line with our, um, uh, our whole football team needs to get more powerful. So the best word I would say is more powerful. And that, that's different for each guy, um, but they, we've got to get more powerful, and that's a big emphasis. That's one of the reasons I changed the way we're doing spring practice, too. Um, and uh, so we're going to have that set up to go through to be able to lift four days a week throughout the whole time of they get back. And then this off, when they're home, it's a big deal for them. And I think our team is more committed that when they're home, they'll do the things to come back to be in shape and we'll have conditioning tests and weightlifting um, tests when they come back, which we haven't done before, um, because they're at the process where I think they can handle all that and uh, understand that it is 365 days a year uh, of getting better. Mike, I, unless I miscounted, I think Addison suffered his third concussion on Saturday. Yeah. Is there any concern about his? No, I don't know if it was future? a concussion or not. They're still looking into that. He was, um, uh, you know, he he was really dehydrated. We had to give him a lot of fluids before the game. So they're still trying to decide if exactly what it, he was. He might have been. He might have been dehydrated, and kind of just, um, you know. So I've got to talk to Miguel and them about it again some more this morning. And after the game, they weren't sure if it was a full concussion or if it was other symptoms. They were trying to figure it all out. Is there a concern that. about his football future? No, no concern about his football future. Not anything that um, we know right now. No. Definitely concerned about him being sick like he was. Um, with the bronchitis, which really caught him off, and uh, but uh, hopefully that can not happen again and take care of all that. Uh, Mike, are there? And I don't want you to put expectations on uh -huh. any kid unfairly, but are there maybe a couple kids who were either playing on scout team this fall, or kids that you're really excited to see? get into the pool next year you think will really help you out? Yeah, there, there, there are quite a few young men that I am excited about doing that. And uh, um, I'm not going to throw out a bunch of names, um, but there are some guys that we felt like um, athletically can help us. They just needed to put on some strength and some weight. We didn't feel like just dabbling them a little bit, playing. Um, and uh, uh, so we're trying to, uh, um, looking forward to seeing how they do this off season and get out there in spring practice. But uh, I'm excited on O-line. <coughs> D-line um, and, and uh, in the uh, um, receiving cores and that type of thing of guys that I think can help us. Uh, how much would a 
Because you had a lot of injuries on the D-line, too. It wasn't just the safety position with Tyler Hennington. Yeah, he'll, he'll be Marcus back. Marcus Reed. Uh -huh. And then I don't know if Samson's going to come back or not. Uh, yeah, he'll be back in January. How much will those three guys help that? Help us a lot. You know, Samson would have started. Tyler Hennington would have started. Jared Bell would have started. There's three starters right there that will be back that have had a lot of experience. Um, so, and I think that they're, I think all three of them are, are good Pac-12 football players. And uh, so I'm excited about those guys getting back. Um, you know, Jared and Tyler probably won't be able to do a lot this spring, but they're, they're ahead of their schedule. They're moving around good. They're always competing in the training room. I see them in there. They're messing with each other who's farther ahead. Um, and then Samson will probably be able to go this spring, so it'll be great. Coach, you said a couple of times since you got here that when you got here, this is one of the you know most struggling college football programs around. Going into your third season, um, what are fair expectations? What, where should expectations be for this program? I, I think it's the same thing I've said all along, and it's not a cop out. It's not a a, 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 a phrase or anything. We've got to continue to keep showing improvement. Um, and uh, I do believe that we have shown improvement. Now, we didn't win as many games as we want by any stretch of the imagination, but I believe that's a process that happens. Um, also believe when the whole schedule thing comes out, we'll have played one of the, has to be one of the top ten hardest schedules in America. Um, I know there's a big hoopla. I said something on some radio. They asked me about it, and I told them what I thought. You know, I, I, th I still think the Pac-12 South is probably the toughest division, and you could say the SEC West would be if, if if there's not one and two, they're right. It's one and two, whichever way you want to flip it, in the entire country. So the people that we're playing against are the best, week in, week out. So I think that's important to understand what we're competing against, and we will eventually bust through and be one of those guys. It's doing really, really well in the Pac-12 South. And uh, so I think just keep showing progress, keep moving. We definitely um, need to win more games, and I definitely believe we will. Um, and Because uh, we're, we're right there knocking at the door. We used to not even be on the doorstep. <laughs> so we're knocking at the door. So we'll, we'll knock the door down, and, and uh, here we go. So uh, I'm, I'm excited about the future and uh, optimistic about everything. And so are, so are our young men. They don't believe it's a pipe dream anymore. They believe it could be reality. Um, I think when I was first saying that to them, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they really believe it can happen. So a little extra work, a little extra effort, a little extra focus, um, you know, makes it special. Coach, you mentioned changes in spring practice. Are uh -huh. you moving it up? Yeah, we're moving it up. Um, we're going to, uh, I think it's February. Is it February? Yeah, it's Friday, February 13th, right? We'll start and then um, we'll finish. Uh, March 15th, Selection Sunday, which will be a lot of fun for CU because I know our men and women's basketball team will be selected. So we'll have the, the game that day. The, um, and then when it's over, they'll be ready for selection. And I think they've got a big deal here for that. They're getting a whole thing orchestrated for that um, that day. So it's going to be an exciting day for CU. And um, I'm excited about the way we're doing that. Um, my uh, main mentor, uh, David Cutcliffe, they do that at Duke, and he convinced me that it was the um, – so we're, we're, I, I've been looking – I thought about doing it last year, but I didn't think we were quite ready for it. I think we're definitely ready for what we're going to do. And then I'm able – the main reason I'm able to keep that lifting going and we're really not going to break the cycle at all and we'll be able, to get, be able to get more powerful as a team. Mike, when a school goes through a coaching change at this time of year, uh -huh. um, is there like a code of ethics amongst coaches on what happens to those recruits? and? Do you wait for those kids to contact you, or if there are kids that you were recruiting, do you contact them again? How does that play out? I'm not even sure if you can talk about it. 
Uh, usually those kids contact you is usually what happens because they're kind of up in the – and you've been talking to them and they, you've been recruiting them and that type of thing. Usually those you, you let those kids really kind of contact you and, and go from there. Final question? Um, coming into the season, you had focused a lot of your attention in the offseason on a few things, uh, red zone mm -hmm. performance, a third down performance. How did you – We'll go back and look at it, but I definitely think we, we improved in offensive and defensively in that area. Uh, I mean, excuse me, offensively we improved in both those areas. Defensively, there was times this year we had got, I've got to go back and look at it exactly, but we got better on third downs, we really did, and fourth downs. We didn't get better in the red zone like I would like. Um, in our league, like it or not, um, uh, they're going to kind of move the ball some. There's so many, we have got to get better in the red zone. So that's something that We've got, number one, I think if you get more powerful down there, stronger, more stout, um, that helps you. Um, and then uh, secondary-wise, you've got to be able to play the different routes and the different things they're doing. You've got to knock a ball away. You've got to, you know, that type of thing, not let them come down the end zone with it, uh, understand the different schemes, and we've got to do a better, better job with that. Um, so uh, that's an area that we still need to keep focusing on. I still think that we need to cause more turnovers on defense and, and, and get better in the red zone on defense. And then offensively, we've got to keep putting it together and, and uh, you know, cut down on our turnover ratio. Um, but I think us getting better on defense will help that on offense. Um, I, I, it always does, and that's what we need to do. Thanks, Coach. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys.